Hey, you there. Howdy. You listening? Not you. Those listening in the car or at home. <laughs> so creative. Hey. Man. Wow. <laughs> we got a good episode for you today. Let's do it. What are we talking about? We're going <laughs> to... We're going to talk about mindset of the growth variety, which we have done plenty of times before, but we got special guest Tyler back on the show today, and he said he felt it on his heart to to talk about the growth mindset, and Caleb had the same thought. Which, in the shower. I was thinking about okay, it in the shower. Okay, so <laughs> you guys are on the same wavelength, so I figure... I'm very let's, excited let's, about let's, this. Let's go for it. So we got Caleb, we got Tyler... And we are. We got uh, no rules here. We're we running, got no we're rules. We got no producer. We got no host. We're we're just rolling with it. We're figuring it out as we go. I woke Hold up. On, with, I think I think it's recording. All right, we're good. I woke up with a burning passion to talk about this subject here. You wake up every day with a burning passion to talk about growth mindset. <laughs> You're absolutely. If right. somebody says they got a burning it. passion to talk about this, and we're going to talk about it. <laughs> Let's talk about so it. So let's talk about growth mindset. You know, we talk about we've we've read the book mindset. We've talked about it in depth on the podcast before, and um, I've read it multiple times. All our coaches have read it. It's you know to me, you know, the foundation of any any type of great progress in anything that you're doing. It's the foundation of how we want our coaches to think and act and embody. Um, but I really want to hear what it means what it means to you. Uh, to you guys, what? How does that apply? The growth mindset, the principles that we learn. Um, how does that apply to being a coach and also being a athlete and also just being a healthy, healthy human being? Yeah, I think of it as like this: in the world of social media and influence, there are different levels of influencers and different types of people that have influence on others. And in some form or fashion, we all influence each other in one way or the other. And so as coaches, it's really cool to think about it like this. I have the opportunity to help impact or influence the growth of other people. But it can be really easy, depending on your personality type and kind of the way that you see the world, that we can forget to kind of grow ourselves. And so... I think as a coach, it is our greatest opportunity and responsibility to take our personal growth and apply the lessons that we've learned for ourselves and help impact the growth of others around us and hope that they'll in turn impact the growth of others around them. So it's like a wildfire starting from just a match off the side of the road. Jeez, this conversation, this this could go a lot of different directions. <laughs> it really could. I've got so many thoughts spinning. Um, that's your answer? That's your final answer? That's the start of it. That's the start. For me, where I get with mindset, the more we talk about it, the more we think about it, I think a lot of people don't quite think through how mindset affects nutrition, how it affects affects exercise. It's one of our three pillars. And I think for a lot of people, it's really easy to be like, yeah, but nutrition and exercise are like the pillars. Mindset's just this cliche thing that people say for all the people that want to go like the extra mile and get crazy, whatever about um, their mind and how much, how important it is. I think that when 
Hunter has said for years that mindset is the pillar that starts the pillars of exercise and nutrition. And I'm starting to see how that happens. And the way that I've been able to see it most evidently is that when someone tries to make a change and they recognize that they have a goal and they want to create a change, if their mindset is not healthy, they're going to hit a wall very quickly and it's going to lead to frustration. And in order to help people break through the frustration of changing a habit or changing a lifestyle, you've got to develop a healthy mindset around doing new things and trying something new and being willing to learn. And so if you can have a mindset that is excited about learning and excited about receiving corrective um, or correction, if it's, you know, given in a, in a loving way or a kind way, you're going to be successful in your nutrition and in your fitness. Both of you guys are coaches and also both of you nutrition coaches. So what, in your eyes, what do you see, what would you define a healthy mindset um, as being for somebody who is trying to change their diet or trying to change their exercise habits? Or maybe that somebody that has been coming to the gym, but um, maybe could improve their mindset. What do you, what, what would you say would be a healthy mindset? Something that I've learned over my couple years in leadership roles, not necessarily coaching. I have not been coaching for that long, but I've been in leader, multiple different leadership positions, management roles. And one of the coolest things that I've adapted that I apply with my uh, nutrition clients specifically um, is, and it looks different for every person, for every month, even for every week, but it's taking two different ideas, big wins and lessons learned. And so what we want to do, and this is just a way that I like to apply sort of goal setting and like to apply the ability to recognize growth, is if you can take a win from something that you have done well okay, and say, okay, this month I really was great about the food quality, but maybe... You know, I didn't quite, you know, apply some of the specific one-on-one tactics that we might discuss, like tracking your food and things like that. That's what we consider a lesson learned. So what we do is we take that lesson learned and find a way to make it your big win for the next month. So there's things you're already doing well that become habit. The things that you may need a little more help on or a little more attention and focus on, it's not something you're doing wrong. It's a lesson that you can learn to apply and turn it into a big win. So when you stack your wins so hard on one side, like there's things that I know I can do really well, that's your habit. If you know you can do it well, don't stop doing it. If it's something that you know will be a little more challenging for you, like maybe structuring the timing of your meals, then we call that a lesson learned. We don't call it you know, uh, you know, something that I'm failing at. You can never fail. You can only learn a lesson. So it has a lot more to do with defining terms of how you see the world, basically. Yeah, yeah. A, a, I believe, and this is just me, is you know, a healthy mindset behind worldview is every opportunity that you come across, every every you know conversation you have, or every endeavor you pursue comes with opportunities to grow. And if all we focus on is, oh, I didn't do this, I didn't do that, 
well, we missed the picture of the fact that you just had a really cool opportunity to learn a lesson. And then we want to turn that into something that we know we can do well. And there's different pillars within inside that. There's different variables that you can go off of. That's deep. There's So let's break it down to specific things that you've heard people talk about or say. For me, when I'm hearing you describe that, I think about the specific example of someone who looks at a certain food as bad and they think, I can't give that up. Instead of being aware that they struggle with one aspect of eating and there's a lot of things they do well and there's one thing that is a growth area, they define themselves as I can't do that well. Yeah. Is that right? It could be tracking food. Oh, I can't do that. I don't have the attention span. They've Immediately, they've, they've given themselves a title of something that is yes or no, black or white, right or wrong, and they've defined themselves by that and they've put a label on themselves as opposed to saying, okay, I'm pretty aware of eating enough protein. I do that pretty good. I have to grow in this area of tracking all the things I'm eating so I do know what what's happening to my body. And so instead of just saying, oh, I can't do that or I suck at that, is let, that kind of where you're going? Yeah, well, let me, let me interject in it real quick. One thing that I thought of when you're talking about that is when it comes to eating and um, diet as far as mindset, I see a fixed mindset as somebody that says something like, I'm an emotional eater. Or somebody that would say, you know, I have a problem, you know, when I go out to eat, making good choices, or I I can't uh, contain myself, I can't stop myself from eating cookies if they're out, or something like that. And in, as, as opposed to saying, um, I made an unhealthy choice, they say, I'm an un, unhealthy eater, or uh, they say I ate emotionally instead of saying I, I was feeling emotional. So I ate, they say they call themselves an emotional eater and they're defining themselves as that. And if you define yourself as something, it's going to be really hard for you to change that, you know, who you are. Here's what, yeah. And so we, we wrote this a couple of weeks ago and, and talked about this exact thing. It's not the, it's not the dessert that you had at dinner that makes your diet unhealthy. It's that you identified and labeled yourself as unhealthy because you had dessert and yeah. you think that that's a bad food. And so in response to that, you continue to cultivate it and you continue to eat the same mm-hmm. foods and eat the same dessert. It's not the piece of cake that is what makes your diet unhealthy. It's you thinking that you're unhealthy because you ate that. And so you go and self-sabotage for the rest of the month because right. you think that one choice was unhealthy and you labeled yourself. Just because you ate a piece of cake doesn't make you a cake eater. Yes, that right there is exactly right. It's not, I messed up this week or I messed up at dessert last night. Instead of telling yourself, you know, I made this decision, this choice defined me, it's translating, it's transferring from that to I am the type of person who makes healthy decisions. I am the type of person who tracks my food because I have specific goals and specific outcomes that I want to achieve. So if we can step into the role of, and as coaches, it's our, I believe, our job to kind of steer that mindset, to kind of steer that conversation of just because we maybe don't do everything 100% correct does not make us 100% wrong, okay? It's I'm the type of taking that, that conversation of instead of, I ate cake last night and I am 
resentful of it. It is now I am the type of person who makes healthy decisions for my day. And if I know that the opportunity to um, go out to eat or if I have um, something specific, specifically with a lot of clients I see is, you know, their job and their role is falling into um, entertaining clients and entertaining their clients within their business. And instead of saying to myself or, you know, them saying to themselves, you know, um, well, I'm going to be eating out at so-and-so restaurant with clients and it's going to be um, a lot of bad choices that I could make in the room. The conversation then changes to, well, what if you looked at it like this? I'm the type of person who, when presented with the challenge of eating out at a restaurant, I can still make a healthy decision for my nutrition. Mm -hmm. And it's that mindset. If you walk into the room telling yourself, I know who I am, I am the type of person who does these positive things related to my goals, then you're going to win. That's where the win is. The big win is knowing who you are and what you're going to do about it instead of allowing the opportunity or the challenge to define who you are. The moment you define yourself as something, you're going to be much more likely to continue in that pattern, whether it's good or bad. The moment somebody, uh, you know, um, defines himself as an unhealthy eater or um, somebody, you know, who, um, I mean, you could go in any direction with it. The moment you define yourself as an alcoholic, you're going to be much more likely to stay on that path, whereas opposed to say, you know what, I had a bad meal last night, but I'm still, the, like you said, you could, you could switch around and say, I'm the type of person who eats healthy normally. I just had a bad meal. And you're going to be much more likely to um, be healthy as opposed to identifying yourself. And we're, however we define ourselves and view ourselves, that's what our our actions are going to bear out um, day after day. Savon, where is Savon? We Wait, to, I know, right? Literally, uh, Savon podcast, he's talking with Con Porter uh, about that exact thing and with mental illness and how a lot of times he was defined as you're the kid with ADHD Mm -hmm. and that doesn't help. Like that doesn't help you. What, what helps is saying, this is a challenge that I'm going to have probably for the rest of my life. And I need to be taught ways to work with this so that I can now create other opportunities to be successful. And the labeling can really make it, can make it challenging to do that. We talk about this in the morning, like the morning routine with people Someone asked me the other day about greens powders and they're like, you know, should I start taking this green supplement? And regardless of what you think about greens powders, if you wake up in the morning and you put a bottle of water in front of you or a glass of water and you put greens powder and stir it up and you drink it and that tells and that helps you identify as I'm a healthy person. I made a healthy choice. I'm drinking this green powder. That helps you identify. So in the morning, you just woke up and you said, I'm a healthy person who prioritizes my health. I do it with liquid IV. I don't know if it's more sugar than just just IV. I don't know what it helps with electrolytes and all that, if it's crazy impactful. But starting the day with, I'm drinking water. I know I'm getting ahead of my water. It just helps you continue to identify as someone that's healthy. I think us as humans, we we try to put everything in boxes because there's life that life is so chaotic and there's so many variables. We try to make things as black as white as possible. So it's really easy for us to categorize and label ourselves and other people in certain labels. And so we can label, uh, they, they, uh, they're an unhealthy person or, um, they are a healthy person or they are, um, you know, overweight person or they're a skinny person or they're a fit person, whatever the case may be when nobody, it's never as simple as that. But as soon as you start 
you know, defining yourself in to these certain categories, you're going to start, your behaviors are going to follow that. And so if you can learn to change how you talk to yourself and how you view yourself, you're going to have a much better uh, chance of, you know, changing that habit. And I'm the type, like you said, I'm the type of person that when, when I wake up in the morning and I have a glass of water, as opposed to when I'm the type of person that I, when I wake up in the morning, I have um, coffee, you know, what, and oh, there's nothing I, wrong yeah, with having co- would, coffee, but you know, if you start off with the water, you're putting a point in the healthy category and you're, you're a point for yourself. And the more points you put in the healthy category for yourself, the more often you do the healthy habits, the more likely you're going to start to view yourself as a healthy person and continue to make those choices. It's about making those choices. That's exactly right. You don't even want to label yourself as healthy. It's just taking a healthy, making a healthy choice creates the likelihood that when presented with an opportunity, you're going to remember that you have done these things that have put that tally in that, and that's going to help you make that choice. Um, it's like waking up in the morning and saying, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. I've got to have this coffee. I'm a coffee, you know, like I'm not a morning person. I've got to have this coffee to, to get the day going. That's just, a, people don't even realize that's a negative. You're, you're building yourself up with these negative, or you're, you're breaking yourself down as opposed to building yourself up with a healthy habit. You're crippling yourself and saying, I've got to have this substance to function instead of waking up the opposite and saying, I'm going to put something in my body that's going to help me crush this. We can take like addiction, for example, and talk about that. And I know multiple people that smoked for 15, 20, 25 years and I was like, well, how'd you stop smoking? They were like, you know what? I just took a look hard in the mirror and I was like, I don't like this. And I just stopped. And they just decided that they weren't smokers anymore. They quit defining themselves as a smoker and they were able to stop. And all you hear about how addictive nicotine is. But what really is when you start to define yourself as something, it's so hard to break that habit. And that can that can be with anything. If you def, if you're defining yourself in a certain way until you can change your view of yourself in that area, you're not going to be able to change no matter what you do. And that can be with addiction. That can be with food. That can be with exercise. You know, some people how are, you know, are so far into the exercise category that everything they're, they're, they're gone, you know, too far and they need to back it off a little bit. And they've gone to the point where they're doing so much that they're hurting themselves, you know, if that makes sense. So, I mean, it can go in any ways, but realizing that the stories we tell ourselves and the mindset that we have about certain areas of, of life, um, it's going to help us shape and, and define the direction we go in. Yeah. And so it starts with a conversation with yourself, I believe first, then, you know, that's a great start and we can do that. And we can talk about these really cool, like, you know, ideas and these esoteric thoughts that we can give for ourselves. But how do we apply that? What's the next step? And something that I think is a really important next step is taking that conversation, that positive mental conversation with yourself and, relaying that to having conversation or text with others, mm. whether it's through verbal communication, whether it's through the emails that we send at work or the texts that we send to each other or our coach, even, you know, saying instead of using words and using thoughts, processes that are a little less confident, like using words. And I actually got this from a guy named Mark England. And if you haven't listened or like learned much about him, He's really big into the positive association of words and the way that they impact. And so something that he talks about a lot is using words or pulling words out of our text that we use that give us the kind of opportunity to feel negative about what we're saying or to have a negative connotation. So 
taking these words like maybe or sort of or possibly like could and taking those words out of your text like you know I I could you know go to the gym today or you know I, I really like I know I probably could go unbroken on this thing that's just one specific example even you know with nutrition and looking at that nutrition side of the ball it's like you know I think that if I could possibly track my protein, I would make some pretty good, you know, progress on it. Mm-hmm. Tell your, don't even don't even say that. Don't don't even start with those words. Start with I'm going to track my protein today, and you'll realize by the end of your day you, you've done it. You've done it. We, yeah. we this is why we take so much effort, I think, into gently, and this is. It takes a professional to do this, and, and we need to practice this because it can be a tricky line to cross. But that's why I think protecting the language in the gym is so important because when people come into the gym and they are full of all the, I may, I, you know, negative, I hate this, I'm not good at this, I, I don't like this, this workout sucks, you know, I don't lose weight. I'm always going to be this way. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to be able to lose weight. All these different things that come into people's mind, when you start spreading that, it grows and it creates doubt in people's mind. So when someone's working out, I told a guy this the other day, we were working out together and he, in the first set of 15 front squats or something, he, I hear him drop the bar and it's, this sucks. And it was like, I just turned around. I was like, it does not like don't don't bring that in here. And we yeah. talked about it after. I'm like, you can you are putting that thought in people's mind when what we're trying to create is this this relationship to positive thinking that where you identify you're gonna you're gonna speak those things onto yourself mm-hmm. and it is gonna suck if you're sitting there and you're saying that sucks so bad. And so what we're trying to do, I think, is protect the environment in the gym so people come into and it is like shocking how positive everything is. And if you don't have that mindset, you're gonna you're going to grow very quickly and you're going to start to realize like, oh, dang, I'm negative about everything. Or they're going to leave. Yeah. Or they we'll leave oh, and yeah. it's not for them. And that happens often too. Yeah, and that's, that's happened a lot. And it's important know. to protect it. Yeah. No, and, and that's something I always am very conscious about when people are talking about the workouts because, you know, no matter what it is, somebody's going to say, oh, this is going to be hard. This doesn't look fun. I'm like, no, this is going to be fun. This is what you're here for. You're here for a, a challenging workout to get better. You know, we're going to get better today and constantly try to reframe the, the outlook, because if you, the moment you start creeping in and saying, this is going to be hard, this is going to suck, this is going to be terrible, then other people start getting it going through their heads. And then next thing you know, you know, they're not given as good of an effort as they could have because they're worried about how hard it's going to be. And so if you can take it back to the positive, I'm here for a reason, I'm here to get better, this is going to make me better. It's going to be hard. Yeah, but that's what I want. I want something hard. I don't want something easy because it's going to make me better, it's going to make me stronger, it's going to make me fitter, it's going to make me feel better. And if we can always try to bring that framework back, it's going to, just going to make everybody's experience so much better. And it's going to help us make progress in the long term too. We get to do this. That's right. We talked about this before we came on and when we were talking about mindset. And I'm so I'm becoming more aware and I'm so passionate about exercise. Is It is phenomenal. What people do when they walk into the gym every day as opposed to the 95% of the rest of the world, is phenomenal. You've set aside money each month to 
invest in yourself and your body, the one body that you get that's going to carry out everything that you do for the rest of your life. That body, you've invested in it. You've taken the time out of your day to walk into a place where you're going to do challenging things to create a response that's going to make you better when you leave. And that in itself is one of the most positive things you can do. And somehow we start to, our human nature starts to twist it to where we're, we, we're tempted to be negative when we come in. I hate this. This sucks. This is going to hurt so bad. This workout is just not for me. I'm going to be bad at this. We create all these negative emotions around it. We're nervous about it all day leading up to it. And then in the workout, there's that time where we maybe put those things aside. We do the workout. And then afterwards, we're super stressed about, I wish I would have done better. Ooh, that person did better than me. Or, oh, I messed this up. And so... Our nature is going to create negative thoughts about it, negative thoughts in the middle in the middle of it. This sucks. And then we're going to get done and we're going to create stress when we get home at night and we're looking at the leaderboard and it's like, oh, that person beat me or they beat me. You hear these terms like, I got beat today. And it's like, no, you walked into the gym to prioritize your health and you you did something hard that mm-hmm. people, we see it with Bring a Friend Week, we see it with people that come in all the time. They cannot do anything close to what people in our gyms are able to do day in and day out. And most people cannot. It is amazing that you can do that. When you see it that way and you have that filter, geez, not only does it get easier, it does feel easier. You feel better. You're more content and you're Mm -hmm. happier. I I talk about all the time about the importance of mindset. And to me, it's more important than the workout that you do. It's more important than the diet that you have. I've just seen it. I've been doing this for a long time and I've seen too many people come in and across the board, the people that make the most progress are the people with a positive growth mindset. There's, I've seen so many people come in and complain about, you know, workout every single day and they just stay the same. They don't ever make hardly any progress and they get surpassed and by the people who come in and are having a positive attitude, they're giving their best effort, they're showing up day after day and they have that growth mindset and they're the ones in the long term who are going to make the most progress and i mean these two people can be doing the exact same workout for three years right next to each other in the same class and one of them has a positive mindset one of them has a negative mindset and the person with the positive mindset is going to leave the other one in the dust because because of the way they you know attack the workout because of the way they um, you know, handle themselves every day. And it's just, to me, it's the foundation that everything else is built around. And if you don't have, you know, a good growth mindset, then you need to address that before you try anything else, because it's going to hold you back from, from what you could be doing. I love like, like this stoicism, this stoic ideas and philosophies. I, I love reading about those, learning about them, learning about people who have at their time were conquering the world. And, you know, you hear these quotes and, I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to quotes and things. So I have just like this huge list of all these quotes that I keep up with. When I hear something fun, I just like throw it in my notes. Um, And Sun Tzu, who wrote The Art of War, who pretty much created war and battle and how to win, says victorious warriors win first, then go into battle. So the warrior that runs in head first, hoping for the best, has already lost. But the one who wakes up and says, I'm not going to war. I'm going to win war. Has will win whether they come out victorious on that field or not. They already won, so it doesn't have to be that serious. Okay, that stoicism can kind of get lost in translation, but for us, it's waking up in the morning and telling ourselves, "I'm going to win the day. I'm going to win whatever it is that I'm doing." And 
if you tell yourself that, the option to lose isn't even there. Yeah, and then and then say something comes up in your day that's unexpected. Instead of being that performance mindset, it wasn't about the thing anyway. It's about your response to the thing that's successful. And so if you're planned for the day to wake up, I'm going to win the day, and then all hell breaks loose and your kids are crazy and there's something going on at work and something happens that's completely out of the ordinary that throws you off, you're not thinking and you're not defining yourself by that performance necessarily, but because your mindset is healthy and you have that growth mindset, you are responding to that in a way where you're prepared for it and you're able to say, you know what, the win today wasn't even making it to the gym because something happened where it was the most important thing for me to take care of in my life right this second. But I've already won because I'm able to I'm able to go in that and understand that I woke up and I gave my best effort and I'm doing what I need to do. I'm not defined by that one workout like we talked about, that one meal that didn't define me. I'm able to go forward because I know that I'm, I've already put these things in place to where, you know what, this ain't going to happen every day. I'm going to continue to make progress every single day. And so because you had that definition, then when things go crazy, you're not thinking, oh, now I blew it. Yeah. You know? There's a difference in reacting and responding. And if you spend your day reacting to the things around you, you're going to already have something on your back before you finish reacting to what you just got through dealing with. That's it. And we see people, we see people come into the gym that way. And I, I do feel for them and I feel it's great. They made it. But when you're, I think you can tell when people are reactionary and when people are able, we're responders. Yeah, you know? was, and so was, that's yeah. one aspect of health that we can all work on is, you know, you wake up with that, um, with that mindset, you're going to be able to respond in a way that's healthy to everything that happens. Yeah. I was having a conversation, um, at a nutrition meeting the other day with, um, someone who, you know, she's going to be hosting a lot of clients from like out of state coming in and out of town coming in. And so she's like, kind of, kind of worried, like, I really want to make a good impact and I want them to, you know, really have a good, you know, perception of what, you know, I'm doing with my business and what we're doing. And, you know, I was just, I just told her, I said, well, if, you know, something along the lines of, well, if you go into it knowing that it's going to have a good outcome because you're going to put in your best effort, then, you know, you won't feel like you're reacting to their reactions, but you'll be able to respond if the things start going, you know, in the wrong direction. So taking what we can do in our, in our box, in our square within the gym, okay, and within our community and applying that to your fitness, your life, relationships, goals that you set, that's the next step. Have this conversation with yourself. Tell yourself at the beginning of the day, I'm going to find a way, I'm going to win this day. Okay. Take that conversation with yourself. Apply it to others. Apply it to the conversations you're having, your emails you're sending. Be confident in your affirmations. Be very confident in the things that you know you can do well. And the other things that you can't do well aren't going to really matter because you're doing the things that you do really well so well. And then apply that. Apply that to tomorrow's workout of the day and the partner workout for on Saturday morning. You know, say, hey, I'm going to have a lot of fun working out with this person that, you know, I get to hang out with today at the gym for the next 60 minutes. Apply it to uh, date night with your spouse. Say, you know, so what? We go to the restaurant and it takes an hour for our food to come out and it's cold. We get to spend this time together and there's so many people that would, you know, feel like the whole, they would stop the world to have time with, you know, their significant other. Um, and so, you know, we can, we can boil it down to so many different things, but I believe at the end of the day, having a growth mindset is having this confidence that 
you know no matter what comes across your plate, you're going to knock it out of the park because you've already won that day. You, you woke up that day. And guess what? If you, don't, if you don't wake up the next day, there's nothing you can do about it. You know? It's a- I think if we're always trying to frame failure um, as a growing opportunity and not a, a definition of who you are as a person is just kind of the ultimate um, definition of having a growth mindset and realizing that you're not defined by your failures, you're not defined by struggles, you're not defined by... Um, you know, criticism or whatever, and just it's opportunity to improve and get better, I think is what it always comes back to, you know? And, um, as always, if you have never read the Carol Dweck's book mindset, I highly recommend it for everybody. It's the first book I recommend for anybody to read because I think it can be life changing. Um, it really can, if you can apply those principles to your life. So, um, man, you guys really, uh, really did great on that segment. Anything else y'all wanted to add before we move on? I just I just wanted to say with, with regards to where we started and what are some really practical ways to think about mindset immediately, remembering the, the concept of delayed gratification I think is so helpful for a healthy mindset when it comes to moments of eating a meal, right? Whether it's moments of working out one workout, um, all those things, when we, when we think about success being not right this moment, but it's the habits that I'm creating and putting in place. When you work on your mindset, you're practicing delayed gratification of all these different concepts of health that we work on every day with people. And it's saying, you know what? I'm not defined by one meal. I'm not defined by one day. I am just, I'm, I'm putting these habits into place because I know what I'm going to become in the future. And that's the process of becoming that person. And so just remember, be patient with all these things that you want to work on. And, uh, and if you can delay that gratification, you're not going to feel that stress around one individual moment where you failed and you're going to not define yourself in that way. Yeah. Awesome. That was great guys. All right. Well, now we got to move on to the next segment. Outside the box. Why do you want to do it? Oh, no, I was going to tell Tyler, uh, in your highest voice possible. Outside the box. (laughs) Next time. Next time. Maybe, maybe next time you come. So, uh, Moving on, we're going to talk about you know what you guys got going on outside the box. I'll uh, I kick kick it off. We're uh, currently planning our trip for the semifinals to Knoxville to watch Meredith compete. Yeah, competing at the Syndicate Crown, and uh, so she'll be the first weekend of the semifinals. You guys can tune into that on the games website. We'll be going. Um, it's the week before weekend before Memorial Day this year. So last year I had to miss Murph. So this year I'll be able to be back for Murph. So I'm excited about that because um, Murph is always a great, great opportunity to, to work out with everybody. But we'll be going and planning that and then trying to plan out some some summer trips. We were um, originally talking about going to Yellowstone at some point this summer. But uh, Claire, my wife Claire is uh, going to be having some work trips in June and July. So um, I don't know what we're going to do, but I might meet her in Vegas for a few days because I've never been to Vegas before and hang out there. But I'll be uh, spending a lot of time at the gym this summer, just uh, like any other other, other week. (laughs) This is the hardest segment because all of our outside the boxes end up being inside the box. Yeah. Right. Um, Vegas could be worse. Yeah. Well, uh, could be New Jersey. I mean, Vegas in July, I think is pretty hot. So uh, we'll see. Yeah, um, 
yeah, speaking of the summer coming up, so Cassidy is going to be in Auburn this summer. And so she's super excited about being kind of in a different place for a couple of weeks. Um, you know, we've spent time long distance before. And so it'll be really cool to see that opportunity for her. I heard Auburn's pretty cool place. I've actually never been to Auburn or passed through it. Um, so it'll be interesting to see kind of that side of town. Um, but for me um, personally, you know, this summer is actually going to be a lot of inside the box as well. And so um, I am really excited for the opportunity to get into some, I guess, what we'll call like off-season training from uh, fitness-wise, you know, fitness goals, personal fitness goals. Um, but also, you know, said last episode, I am going to take the opportunity to try to actually be not bad at golf. Um, and so if anybody out there actually knows anything about how to not be bad at golf, please let me know. Cause I'm, I'm trying hard. Can't help you. I don't know if you saw my Instagram story the other day, but... Uh... You don't count. Just kidding. I can't help. There was one time I was uh, I was probably 10, 11 years old, and we went on a – we hardly ever went on any vacations when I was a kid because it was always, like, sports-related. But we went to Destin for a week, and we stayed at this place, and it had, like, a par uh, three golf course on the in, around the condos. And so we were there for a week and just a lot of downtime. So I ended up playing a whole lot of golf and actually got pretty good in a week. I almost made a couple hole-in-ones in the par three, so – just an athlete just picked it up what about you caleb man this is really the hardest segment of the whole <laughs> caleb's thing. really boring <laughs> I really i know i mean when i'm not working at the gym i'm working at home you know so yeah, uh, it's so it really is i mean we talk about tv shows a lot i just i talked about swimming i really yeah so okay yeah let's talk about it talk about it now this is going to hold me accountable i'm not going to say maybe possibly I am going to hire one of our clients in Flowood, one of our members, uh, who is a professional lifeguard. That's a thing. They do competitions up in the northeast uh, on the coast. Uh, and he is a phenomenal swimmer. He coaches swimming. And that's one thing that I want to do. I'm so jealous of uh, this fantasy world that Rich Froning lives where these guys, they just work out all day. And obviously we all have these little inside of us. It's like, man, that'd be nice. That'd be fun. It really would be tough. I think we'd be whining the whole time, to be <laughs> honest. But I think that one thing that I see in fitness is that we don't get to do inside the gym is to swim. And I, of course, I can swim, but I sink like a rock. When I start getting tired, I don't know how to breathe. There's all kinds of aspects of that area of fitness that I think would be so beneficial to shoulder strength and mobility and some of the things that I have as a weakness that I want to improve. So I've talked about what it would be like to go and swim and to practice swimming and not just see it. I've learned in a lot of things. I like practicing things more. I think that's one thing that the sport of fitness has taught me is that I really enjoy practicing. And so I'll go out for golf and it, I have, will have just as much fun. I could spend three hours out around a, a putting green, chipping and putting. Like I don't even have to be on the range. Like I love short game work. I like practicing things. And so for me, practicing swimming, not just going and swimming, um, is something I want to work on. Yeah, so work on that process. I've been, I've been talking through that and not committing to it. So Marlon McElroy, your time is now. You're getting the call. We're going to start doing some swim lessons. Sweet. Cool. Well, uh, last segment, recommend. You guys got anything to recommend? I'll start it off. Um, we've been watching season five of, I think it's season five, either four or five of Snowfall. I think it's the last season. Five. 
Season five is so good. Man, it's so good. I think it's almost over. And it, this is the last season, right? I believe it is. Yeah. I haven't seen I haven't seen it. I'm waiting for it all to be done. Too. Oh, you haven't Been seen it? No. Oh, man. It's uh it's it's a great show on FX. So uh man, it's uh it's pretty uh pretty intense, but uh I'd highly recommend it if you uh if you like um uh, you know the drug uh trade type If you can shows identify with that lifestyle, which <laughs> I know most of our in listeners the 80s can. and 90s and uh, uh the the very beginning of season 5 it starts off with Lynn Bias uh you guys remember Lynn Bias, the guy who uh, number one overall draft pick in the NBA, and he died uh, draft night overdose. Yeah, I know the story, but I don't know. I won't. It starts off with him, and that it just kind of that's how the season starts. So um, that just kind of shows you the time period the show set. I'm uh, I'm going to steal Caleb's mention earlier about the Sevon podcast mm-hmm. is awesome. If you like learning, kind of the not suitable for work, not suitable for yeah headphones warning, warning. Head, headphones only um, type environment. Um, but he has some really cool guests on that you may not see on some of the other popular podcasts that are around like Joe Rogan's podcast or other episodes. Um, so he has some pretty cool CrossFit related and non CrossFit related guests that come on that are just cool people that have cool things to say. Um, and so his take on life is very, um, open and free. And so whenever he has people on, he's really good at asking questions. And so, Check it out if you haven't. Cool. Caleb. Man, I recommend. I don't uh I don't know. Here's one which I know with everyone knows this. We have a a great relationship with the characters on the office right now. And if you haven't, I know those they have those super fan episodes that you guys have probably talked about this, everyone knows, but they're just the uncut. Anytime I see a clip from the office that I don't remember, it is like gold. Yeah, hmm. you know, like when you discover and you're like, I don't think I've seen that before. You see a meme or something, oh, and you're like, Oh, that's it, <laughs> gold. So one thing that I am, I would recommend is finding a routine at night that eliminates stress. Now I know we talk about like not not watching TV and blue light and all that stuff. That's kind of next level for a lot of people, but it really, obviously, that will impact your sleep quality. But I think more importantly is trying to create a routine that eliminate stress when you can sleep good and when you start sleeping well your entire life changes and so what i would recommend is what we've been doing is we don't watch shows that have anything extremely stimulating even mentally like intellectually but trying to find something that is um short not a long time it's not an hour long of tv it's a short clip of something and then having that space in between even something like that that's peaceful and then quiet before you attempt to fall asleep that little those moments of quiet in between there is what i would recommend digging into trying to find what it is eliminate stress do not the social media is the opposite of that it is the ultimate it is where everyone is begging to stimulate your mind and grab your attention so remember you're trying to eliminate that so that you can sleep. And when you sleep, your life changes. And so uh, I would recommend digging into that time in between, in that quiet, in between stimulation and being able to uh, mentally and being able to just calm your mind. Cool. Sweet. Thanks, guys.
the silky smooth sounds.